Welcome everybody to the Healing Place podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock. Excited to have with me today, Carolyn Forrester. So yay, welcome. Yay, thank you. I'm so, glad yeah, to be here. We were just talking beforehand, um, you know, I stalked your your blog and <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I love what you're doing. And, and I know when you had reached out to me, you said, you know, you'd be willing to talk about, um, you know, three different categories, but yeah, let's, let's kind of cover them all. The, one of the things I'm intrigued by is the matrix. And so, yeah, so talk to us about that. Well, the matrix of emotional health is, gosh, it's kind of a whole um, psychology and healing system uh, that I've used for the past seven years. Um, A friend of mine uses it in her therapy practice as well. And I guess the the basis of it is this grid where, um, you know, it kind of outlines the energies, the emotional energies that we have as human beings. And it's got the dark side, you know, the energies of hate, which begin with fear and move on all the way up to glorifying and punishing. And on the love side, it starts with the energy of trust. And it moves up to the energy of union, you know, being one with all, which is a wonderful feeling if we could feel all of the time, right? Um, And so um, I use it as kind of a guided system for myself to determine where I'm stuck. Um, You know, why am I unhappy today? You know, because we all move around in this thing. And, um, and then that kind of gives me a way to get unstuck. And so there's a healing methodology that I use that helps me with that as well. And then the, the most also kind of a side benefit, but it's really wonderful is to be able to frame where other people are coming from, because, you know, we're not living in a cave. Right. Um, We deal with conflicts and we deal with people, other people who have, emotional issues and you know it's just a messy process dealing with other people sometimes and so there's a clarity you can have when you know if someone is um, coming from a place of judgment or if they're coming from a place of trust you know how do you interact with someone based on where they're coming from yeah that's a that's um so very true and what a great way to look at it because you know I've talked in the past about well, people that I just pick up on that energy and sometimes I just call them energy vampires not yeah. that it's any fault of their own but they're just struggling with whatever it is whether they're angry whether they're bitter um, yeah man can that just sap the energy out especially, of especially especially if you're sensitive yes like I I was a sensitive kid <laughs> And I think I was zapped quite a lot. So, yeah. 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 Well, I, yeah, I call myself, what, what is the, uh, oh, I'm so drawing a blank on the word of uh, empath, you know, an empathic person. And I certainly have empathic qualities. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm very, I know, but I know myself well enough now that I know to just kind of step away from that because I can feel it. I can feel right. it happening. Yeah. Right. Right. Very right. cool. So, yeah. So, uh, how do people work with you? Do you, pe- do you work with people? I've worked with a few people. I ca- it's kind of a, a 
a passion of mine really just to share this. And then um, I've worked with um, some friends um, that I've coached, um, but I've not really, you know, done a, a whole practice uh, with coaching. Are you creating a new um, uh, I'm making a new course? Right now, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, um, because the one friend I coached said, you know, it would be nice to have a little, um, you know, recording of, of, you know, this meditation so I could just put it on and go through it and you could guide me. And, you know, so I thought, well, okay. Right, right. <laughs> and I think that's how it happens with a lot of people. You know, I've interviewed so many people from all over the world and just, and, and they do, they, it's almost like a stumbling into <laughs> of, right. Um, you know, the path, but, but once you find yourself on it, it is amazing when you find that thing that works with you and you just want to shout it from the rooftops to others to be like, yeah. oh my gosh, I find, found this amazing healing, you know, tool. Um, yes. Here it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I see such a need for it. You know, I, I work as a teacher, a special education teacher in, in my day job. And, uh, I, I see the struggles that um, people have, even if they look like they have it all together. It's, you know, it's, it's a commonality that we all have, whether yeah. we admit it or not. Yeah. And, you know, I've talked about that. I used to work at a mental health agency, but I worked in the school systems. Mm. Um, and one of the things that, that I talked to the teachers a lot about was, you know, they, they would come to me and say, you know, oh, this kiddo is, you know, this little first grader is really acting out and, you know, and so, you know, some behavioral issues in the classroom. And so I would meet with the kid and we, you know, we'd go through some stuff. But then I'd, I'd, I'd remind them that it's not always the ones that are visibly acting out, that sometimes it's that quiet little girl who's trying to be so perfect and do everything right that's really struggling because... You know, yes, sometimes kids will, will voice it out in, in behaviors um, yeah. that are disruptive, but there's still people, you know, some kids just aren't going to be disruptive. They're just going to close in and try to be, you know, more perfect. And yeah. so, yeah, I think when, when teachers became more aware of that, they were like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So um, another thing that, that I looked at um, on your site, so you, do you do artwork or is it, what, it, what is it that you do? I do. Um, I do artwork. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. And you know, um, I guess that you could consider it a therapy for myself. Um, I'm really connected with nature. Um, so I'm inspired by that. But then then this emotional healing work too, you know, I, I do a lot of kind of abstracts that are about expressing my energy and kind of getting to that place of peace. And um, yeah, that's been a part of my life since I was five years old, I think. So, yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. I, um, I'm such a nature fan. We live four minutes from a nature center. Um, and oh my gosh, I try to hike daily, you know, other than this rain. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you know, Sammy, my, my Labradoodle is terrified of raindrops, so I can't get her to go out hiking with me if it's raining. But yeah, there's just such a um, settling. I, I do a lot of mindfulness um, work and practice when hiking in the nature centers just because it's very grounding and mm -hmm. keeps me right there in the now. So definitely. Yeah. Really yeah. Very cool. So I have to ask you one of my favorite questions only because it's just, I love the answers I get. Okay. So if you could meet anyone in the world dead or alive to help you with your journey, whether it's your professional journey or your personal journey or both, who would it be? I would say, Brene Brown. And, um, you know, I, I've read a lot of her books. Yeah. I think she has the data that proves this out, that that vulnerability is the place to be, um, to, to live a good life. Um, but we're so resistant to it as human beings. But I know for myself that if you can't, if I can't feel, then I can't heal and then I can't be happy. And I'm always stuck in the past. And then, you know, it just kind of taps things down. And, um, oh gosh, I, I kind of feel like, man, we would be the dream team. She could, she could be the, <laughs> the one who, um, proves this all is, is real. And, um, I could give people the methodology that, um, <laughs> you know, to heal themselves. Yes. It really does work. Right. Yeah. I read the, uh, the gifts of imperfection and mm -hmm. just the, the, how she addressed shame mm -hmm. um, in that book was, you know, it was, you just, you know, you know, I think we know certain things, but then when so it's presented to you, it's like that aha, like, you know, the angels, oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and I, I, I just remember reading some of the things and I was just so blown away by it. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So another thing that you talked about was resilience. And I know, you know, again, we had talked a little bit before we started recording and I said, I'm part of ACES Connection uh, online community. And one of the big topics of conversation is, um, you know, resilience and resiliency and how the, the role that that plays in helping others um, either survive trauma or, um, you know, overcome um, and, and build that resilience in themselves to heal. So, right. Yeah. So talk about what you do with uh, resilience. How, so I, so I, I guess you could say re, with resilience, um, I use my healing method and it involves, well, so, so, so kind of, this is how I do it. I use the, Let's say I'm going about my day and something happens that has me really upset. If it's so upset that, uh, so upsetting that I can't let it go and it's spinning around in circles in my head, you know, we've all had the yes. incidents. Um, it's not about what's happening right now. It's about what happened in the past. And so I get to, um, and usually it's a conversation with my husband <laughs> where we kind of get to, well, okay, well, what, what are the words behind that? You know, is it you're feeling betrayed or is it 
um, I'm feeling bullied or is it, I'm, you know, th there's always something. Um, so then I go into, and I've, I've got this routine where I use shamanic drumming music and um, I go into that um, for about 20 minutes um, with the idea of when did I feel this last? And then when did I feel this five years ago? Did I feel this in college? Did I feel this in high school? Um, on the playground? I mean, I almost always get back to a little, little kid. I mean, sometimes I even get to like the crib. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just depends on what the thing is. And um, I get to that place where I could like the earliest moment. And then, you know, the wonderfulness, the wonderful part of shamanic drumming music is it, it's almost like it, I don't know, it puts you in this place of deep meditation where um, you can travel back in time and, and, and uh, see that event and make it bigger. So then I make that feeling bigger and that, that's a scary place for people. Yes. They're like, well, what if I feel it and, and then I just want to kill myself, you know, right. because you know, you don't know. <laughs> right. But really it's that feeling of in every incidence that I've done, it's that feeling of it in that and making it bigger that allows me to release it. It's like a cathartic, um experience and it then the next day it's gone that's it's, so cool because gone. yeah i mean and it makes me think of you know sometimes the thought of a scary feeling is worse than the actual feeling itself and i only say that because from my personal experience you know like having panic attacks i i lived with panic attacks for 25 years until i started on this healing journey and Oh my gosh, it was the anticipatory anxiety of approaching the bridge or, you know, going up in a tall building or whatever it was that I, I was feeling very triggered. Oh my gosh, I think I would sweat profusely, you know, my stomach flipping and ah. Oh. And then so many times when the event itself would, we'd actually get to the bridge or get to the top of the building, I'd be like, oh, well, this isn't so bad. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. It's like their minds are are they're just crazy making. They're they're too big. Yeah. You, know, you we talk about our you talked about your dogs and how happy they are. Well, I just want to be like my dog. Who's <laughs> <laughs> happy all the time. Wagging the tail you know, and yeah. Or if they're a little upset, they shake it off in in just a few minutes, you know? Right, right. Yeah. And that's that's really cool that you brought that up because I I I read a fascinating um, story and I want to say, I want to say it was in one of my EMDR books, um, which is a therapy that I had done for four years. But one of the things that was really cool was they, some researchers had gone out in a field and they were following these antelope and they were studying them for a completely different reason from what they discovered, but they were studying these creatures. And I guess a, uh, some sort of um, jaguar or something mm. was chasing them and caught one of them wow. and drug it off. Well, 
it didn't, it wasn't dead. It was faking it. And so the animal that had caught it wandered off for a moment. And as that did so, it, this antelope jumped up and took off running and ran back to its herd. But what they noticed when they were filming this was that as it stood there, its whole body was convulsing and its ears were twitching. And it was like, it was releasing this negative energy that had, you know, from this event, this traumatic event that had happened to this animal. And so it was, it was there that they, they started to realize, oh my gosh, these animals are allowing themselves to go through a process of processing a negative event. And so it, it kind of led to a lot of research about, you know, like when children go through a traumatic event or when we go through something and we don't, aren't allowed the opportunity to process that properly and so yeah what you just said about you know they kind of shake it off it made me think about that yeah yeah and i think for ourselves too um these things get trapped in our body yeah very much so i you know i carried a lot of victim energy and my shoulders were sloped forward and i was curled in and i was very protective and after doing these and this healing work, I've just kind of, you know, I, I feel myself opening up and, um, you know, kind of the weight is lifted and it feels great. <laughs> yeah, it is a wonderful freeing sensation when you are able to, yeah. Yeah. At least even just find your way onto the healing path, which is why, you know, I so appreciate what you're doing because to help people, and I think of it as, you know, kind of just taking people by the hand and saying, you know, I'll walk with you. They have, you know, we all have to do our own individual work, but to have people there to, uh, yeah, to guide us along the way, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So another thing that you talked about was relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are you doing with that? I think that relationships is where we first see our own stuff, I guess you could say. Um, Because it's real easy to just kind of, you know, project on our husband, you know, (laughs) why are you like this or you know blame them for something or or judge them for something and when we're doing that it's not about them right it's about what's being stirred in us and that means we've got something to heal you know i had a a colleague a number of year, years ago um i you know i'm an intervention specialist so i work with teachers in their classrooms. And sometimes there's a bit of conflict. Maybe we don't see eye to eye, or I might not like her their style and, and the way they interact with kids or, right. or whatever it is. And boy, we butted heads um, all the time. But then uh, I started looking at the relationship and when I was stirred up by her and I... Um, I found stuff that I'm, you know, mama stuff I need yeah. to deal with. And, uh, you know, I think I knocked out all kinds of <laughs> issues I had when I worked with that teacher because 
it was really, um, yeah, it, it allowed myself, allowed me to see myself clearly. So, um, and so, you know, when we have conflict, it really is an opportunity. And it doesn't have to be, um, oh, we, you know, you need to get a divorce or you need to, um, you know, end the friendship or you, you know, maybe, maybe, I mean, of course, unless there's abuse, uh, maybe you need to look at yourself first and see what needs to be processed. So, yeah. 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 And that's, what a different way of looking at it instead of, you know, we do want to say, oh, you know, he's an ass or, or, or she, right. you know. Well, there's a lot of that going on in this world today, right? With right? especially political bigotry. Oh, you know, it's, it's rampant. And just yeah. because someone might vote differently than you, you're going to have judgments about them. Yeah. Well, you know, um, that that's not helping us, you know. It's right. It's, uh, yeah, somebody somebody recently on my friends, you know, list on Facebook put out something that I considered misinformation, and so I just commented, and I wasn't accusatory, but I just said, "Here's my philosophy on it." And man, came back with, "Well, you can unfriend me if you want," and I was like, uh, "Well, wow. that's not a solution. We should be able to have a conversation about right. it, and, you know." Right tried to see one another's perspective but you're right that just right now there's it's just so everybody's just like ah on edge about yeah. it yeah yeah that's where it seems like the judgment comes out the most and really and with really with judgment you're not even seeing the other person as a human being that's right yeah yeah sadly and yeah. I, I hope we can i hope we can figure out maybe it's more of us do healing work and, um, you know, I took it as an opportunity to say, you know what, I think you're a beautiful person. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just, I don't agree with this particular, you know, this philosophy. And right. I stepped back and, you know, yeah. another, another response came back that was unkind. And I just chose not to respond to it because I yeah. thought, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to get into that vortex of, right. I, I'm just not going to be sucked into it. So, right. Um, right. you know, and then, then some people could say, well, you know, that's allowing someone to, I don't want to say be abusive, but insulting or whatever. I don't know. It, it, I just think it's yeah. setting up healthy boundaries of saying, yeah. yes. I'm, here's my boundary and you're not going to cross it. And so yeah. I'm done with this. Yeah. yeah. And their judgment is about them. Right. So. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's very true. Yeah, for sure. One of the things I saw, I think it was, I don't know if it was on your website or in your blog or in your um, communications with me, but I, you talked about hope and healing. <laughs> that just touched uh -huh. my heart because I love that philosophy. My newsletter that I send out monthly is actually called Hope for Healing. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think it's great that, you know, your focus is on hope and healing. They're, they're my two favorite words when I hashtag things, you know, I hope and healing are always included. So yeah, yeah, definitely. And what a beautiful gift that is. I that think is our fabulous. world needs that right now. For sure. For sure. So how do people get a hold of you if they want to, you know, work with you? 
Well, they can go to my website, um, artofemotionalhealth.com. Uh, I recommend that they download the um, a bit, they can download the matrix chart um, on any of the opt-ins there, and it's a really simple tool once you start looking at it. Um, and and several of the the downloads have um, either my story or or the and then one of them has the philosophy explained. So okay. Um, yeah. And then they can sign up um, to receive informa- more information from you as well. Yes. yes. So when you're I'm new. out information about the um, e-course, which awesome. um, right now is kind of in the testing phase and, and figuring things out. So Right, right. <laughs> no, I've got it. It's on my to-do list too. I'm like, I should do coaching. I should do an e-course. I should do, you know, I've yeah. got, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out finish up the manuscript for my book and so yeah right. I mean I just I'm like I, I'm so excited by it all and yeah everything that's happening yeah got to make time for self-care in there too so exactly exactly yeah. another question that I like to ask guests is there any myths or facts that you want to clarify yes you know and this is um, an interesting part of the matrix of emotional health um, a lot of people think that um, kind of like we're drawn as human beings to these ego-based systems and ways of thinking. We think it's good to be prideful. We think it's good to be, you know, got to win, be a winner. Yes. We think it's good to, um, you know, to be good, judge me good, um, um, or to kind of glorify me. I want to be on top of the world, you know, that kind of thing. But, but really, that's, you know, those are separating energies. When I'm judging myself good, and I know this um, from uh, my childhood, <laughs> where I learned this, that, that I am on the flip side often judging someone else bad Uh, back then it was my sister (laughs) yeah it's very illusionary and um it but our you know our current philosophies and a lot of religions and they go there yeah they go there into this um judgment paradigm which is is not good for us no no and that's fascinating i might have to journal on that later like that's really a really interesting way to look at um so so are you suggesting then that it's not so much um you know i don't want to say judging but how we view ourselves but more the energy that we put towards others well, it seems to me that well, the higher you go up, and I wish I had the grid here to show you, the higher you go up on the hate side of the matrix, the more separating and the more acting out it is. Okay. Um, so, you know, for example, with um, glorifying, which the right. side is punishment. So I might glorify my husband at one point, put him on the pedestal. Yeah. And he live up to my image of him and then I punish him. Uh, 
Gotcha. I mean, I, th- I think that happens a lot in relationships. Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. Um, in um, that, you know, we tend to, you know, in our society, especially a lot of people um, are driven to win. And, you know, I think that that's, yeah. you know, and that can show up in various ways. It could be, you know, shown, shown up as like, um, I've got to have the best house or I've got to get, get this best job or, you know, I've got to be better than this person. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's kind of a hungry, hungry ghost. Um, but we think of those things as good and, um, you know, and inherently it ends up being very unsatisfying. So, right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think that was one of the things I had asked about, you know, was so, so do we judge or don't judge? <laughs> and right. You said you had answered the question about, you know, the energy we send towards others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is, is that how we lift ourselves up then is not through judging ourselves as being, you know, good and perfect and whatever, but more of our, in our positive relations with others. Right. Well, I think that, um, you know, the true love starts with ourself. Um, and uh, if what we think of as compassion is kind of this, um, you know, judging ourselves good by helping out those poor people or, or, or whatever it is, that's a false form of compassion. And, um, and, you know, it might feel good in the moment, but, um, you know, that's kind of a form of judgment in and of itself. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we, what, what is the way to do that then? I'm, how because i think about you know like like we'll purge our house of items but instead of you know donating them to you know saint vincent de paul or goodwill mm-hmm. we'll i put it out on facebook and say hey we've got free items to a good home let me know what you want and so it's it's more about you know helping others by giving away stuff but it's also it also helps me feel really good because one we're giving it away but two you right. know I know that these items are going to be used by somebody that will appreciate them instead of collecting dust in a closet. So, right. Yeah. Well, I guess I'd, I'd say it's not that you should never help someone. It's, it's um, be aware of where your energy is. Yeah. If you are doing this in order to be better than or to um, uh. judge yourself good, that's, um, you know, that's an unsatisfying place. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for all of the people who've helped me along the way. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, it, I also recognize that in my, in myself in the past, this kind of do-gooder, um, energy was actually coming from a dark place. So, okay. Yeah. Right. And I, I get that. I, I, 
I, I get what you're saying now because I have my mom is an alcoholic and you know 83 years old and but she's lived her entire life and my sister and I have talked about this trying to please others and then always telling us you know our entire lives how much her friends love her and how you know how much they you know all my friends love me so much because I do this for them and I do that for them and we and you know I know my sister and I have been like oh my god yeah. Because she was horrifically abusive, particularly to my sister, mm. um, when she would drink, and and it and we would we would joke around and say, you know, she thinks she's buying her way into heaven. <laughs> and, but that that made me think, you know, when you were just talking about that, about how her intentions have been. I think in certain ways, yes, she likes to do things for others, but it is coming from a dark, a place of emptiness within her. Yeah, he's trying to fill, and that makes a lot of sense. Right. Yeah. Well, and the, I think the reason I'm so passionate about this is because I I know this place. You know, I grew up in a German Catholic farm town, and um, you know, it. While there were so many um, kind of nice things about growing up there. Um, the energy I experienced the most was judgment. And as a sensitive kid, it really, um, gosh, it, it really caused me to suffer. Yeah. And, um, I took things to heart and, um, and, and, and then I, I developed this people-pleasing behavior where, you know, I, I had to be good. And, and um, you know, even like before, when I was a teenager, I remember my dad would say, um, before I was, would go out, he would say, um, be good now, you know, <laughs> be a good girl. And um, uh, just it was just so much a part of my psyche that I lost myself in that. Um, I didn't even know what I liked or what I wanted uh, for myself for so long. And, um, you know, that's a really lost place. So. Yeah. Yeah. I relate. My dad was a Jesuit brother for eight years, so he was very Catholic. (laughs) And my mom wanted to be a nun, but they wouldn't let her in because she partied too much. (laughs) So, yeah, I I always say, oh, my God, my parents, you know, said on their honeymoon night, they prayed the rosary. And I was like, I was I was doomed. (laughs) Yeah, I get it that that uh, and I, I took on the role of, you know, the perfect child of you know I was the peacemaker I was the good girl I got the good grades and yeah yeah and then on the flip side my sister was the bad girl <laughs> mine um, too <laughs> it was really you know I I judged her bad and every everybody in my family judged her bad and you know mm. and she just really banged around and, and acted out against this this judgment um and um you know, had horrible consequences for that. But, you know, uh, I really didn't want to be that. Um, right. Right. Though I went the opposite way. But, 
but it was still the same paradigm. I was still caught in judgment. Right. And, um, you know, there were devastating consequences in my, in my first marriage because of that. Um, so, you know, (laughs) you've really got me thinking about, and, and I love it that, how you know how we approach others how we approach life is is it to take a look is it coming from a dark space within us is it coming from pain um you know whatever trauma whatever it may be um yeah that's a really really great way to look at it it and you if you looked at my childhood there wasn't anything um like I took the ACEs questionnaire. I think I had two. I think I got a number two on that. There wasn't anything that was like super dramatic that I could say, well, I've I've had had a super abusive household. No, it was the energy that was around me. It was, it was, there on the playground. It was, it was at church. It was, um, it was just kind of the water I, you know, the, the, the air I breathed and, and the water you swim in, you don't recognize um, that and, until you step back and look at it. So. Right. But I, you know, the way it, what you're talking, I think of toxicity, you know, and like you just said, you know, the air you're breathing, if you're not aware that what you're taking in is so toxic, yeah. And that judgment is, is extremely toxic. You know, I score um, a 10 out of 10 on cases. Wow. And I've had people, you know, after I share my story, they're like, holy shit, like, how did you get through that, Terry? And, or, you know, like, they're like, I feel like mine just, you know, doesn't compare to yours. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is not a trauma race mm-hmm. that no matter if you have a one on the aces or a 10 or anywhere in between, you know, that the pain is, the, is, is painful. It right. no matter. And so, yeah, I, I very much understand um, that even if you don't, those who, who don't have high aces score, it's still toxic. I mean, yes. it's still, it, it still has a profound effect. Um, you know, on, like you said, on decisions you made on your, on your first, you know, your first marriage and um, how you handled it. And that's very much the case. So that's why I tell people, yeah, just no matter what you've been through, just to be able to do the healing work is so powerful to rid ourselves of that, of that toxic energy. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be done. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the, that's the hope and healing part, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. All right. Is there anything else you want to address with, with people? Um, I think we pretty much have covered it. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I will thank you. Oh, giving me a chance to, to talk about this because I, I just, I just love talking about it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate, again, the work you're doing and, um, you know, offering that guiding hand for people. I'm excited for you to have your um, your e-course, you know, get out into the world and that people connect connect with you on that level as well. So, yeah. yeah. 
All right. Well, thank you again for joining me on the podcast. Everyone, until next time, remember, be gentle with yourselves. Thanks. Bye-bye.